Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Mike and Joel here for another week of Growing in Grace. Hope you're having a good one out there. Growingandgrace.org is where you'll find all of our past podcasts. And uh, Joel, I, I know you and I have been involved in uh, some Grace Talk, a little Bible class that we have here locally. We've got a new podcast listener from our group. I'm not sure if I've talked to you about that, but hmm. he also likes the Beverly Hillbillies, so we have a lot in common. <laughs> it's, of course. It's just, it's just nice to be able to talk with somebody who you can relate to. You know? <laughs> yeah, the he- Beverly Hillbillies, what a, what a wonderful thing in life to be able to relate to somebody with. <laughs> <laughs> no, get that's me a good started show. It we, really we will is. Not get our, we will not get to tithing here today. Oh. Um, but, but anyway, he, he started from the beginning. What do we have? Almost 500 podcasts on there, and and uh, he's going back and he's starting from the beginning. And I, I, he was dozens. He was into it a week later. He was dozens of programs into it. So I always say, "Blessed be the the soul who puts up with all that." <laughs> well, you know, he's going to have a lot listening to do because we're getting very, very close to 500. I think this is like uh, 496. I think this is number 496. Without looking. So, yeah, we're getting close to 500. Mm. Wow. Well, hey, picking up from where we left off last week on the subject of the tithe, uh, we can't recover everything. So, you know, if you have a chance, go back and check that out because we're we're going to pick up on basically the same place where we, we left off. And some of that, of course, had to do with Malachi. And as was pointed out before, uh, Malachi really wasn't a, a teaching of the tithe to the Israelites in Malachi 3. Um but it was addressing tithes. It just wasn't really a, a, a passage teaching the Israelites how to tithe. That was done throughout many books of the Old Testament prior to Malachi, going way back. It became part of the law. Did the concept of tithing begin with the law? No, but and we'll talk about that here shortly. But let's um, let's scrape Malachi 3 here real quickly here, Joel. Touch on it, uh, something that I don't think we, we hit on last week that I can remember, and then we'll go from there. And, and that is where the scripture says, will a man rob God, yet you are robbing me. Uh, you say, how have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings, you are cursed with a curse. You are robbing me, this whole nation. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. Into the what? Into the storehouse, so that there may be food in my house, and test me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven, and pour out for you a blessing until it overflows. You will not be able to contain it. And then I will rebuke the devourer for you so that it will not, so that it will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor will your vine in the field cast its grapes, says the Lord, and all nations will call you blessed. So the, the point here is, from what we brought out last week, the tithe had nothing to do with money. The Israelites were tithing or giving a tenth of uh, their their increase that they had inherited uh, from lands and, and animals and food. Uh, that's what they were tithing to the Levitical tribe, the priestly tribe, the Levites, uh, who did not inherit any of that stuff. That's where the tithe went. And so God now says, see if I will not open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing until it overflows. Joel, I, I know that in, in this modern-day age of tithing, we, we always think of money. 
Uh, we always think of being blessed with more money or other spiritual things in some cases. But I've, I've never met a, a modern-day a modern tither yet who actually had received more than they could contain. You know, I, I've never seen somebody's bank account overflow where they had no more room for yep. any more money. There's, I don't have any room for no, any more money. Yeah, Stop. So I've ne never seen that before. <laughs> but the point is here that the windows of heaven, you can find a couple of passages, maybe uh, three that I can think of in the Old Testament, that refers to uh, the windows of heaven being opened up in the form of rain, which would make sense because what does he say after that? The fruit of your ground will, will increase. Uh, the food of which you are growing from the ground will increase, and the overflow would be in the storehouse that contains the food. Yeah, that's see it's 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 natural. It's a natural thing that God is going to supernaturally do. See what we do. Now, I'll I'll try to explain what I mean there. We try to spiritualize these things that happen in nature, like the windows of heaven, you know, and pouring out God pouring out blessings, opening up the windows of heaven. See, we try to christianize that that teaching that was actually for the Jews. We try to make that fit into our view of tithing. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse. We make the, the tithes 10% of our income, which again, like we've been saying, the tithes had nothing to do with that. God says that there may be food in my house. And as we talked about, it was to feed the Levites. And we try to spiritualize and, and make these things fit into Christianity, when really all that it's saying is that you know, God is saying, hey, there's no need for you to withhold this stuff because uh, I'm going to provide for you. I'm going to make it rain. I'm going to open the windows of heaven and pour out for you such a blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. That's food. That's the, the crops will be growing. And in the storehouses, they'll, they'll be overflowing. And that's a good thing. But it has <laughs> really has nothing to do with what we make it out to be today, you know, about money and, and blessings. And, well... Uh, I haven't, I've been tithing for years and I haven't received a, a whole bunch of money. Well, it's spiritual blessings, brother. God's just going to bless you and, and give you peace and joy like you've never known before. Well, hey, that is what the cross of Jesus Christ accomplished. It's not accomplished through me giving <laughs> my income to a church. So anyway, we're just trying to drive home the point of what this Malachi is really saying here. Well, and, and it's having said what you just said, people don't realize that by saying the things that are, are being said, like about tithing or things that we do, we're really taking away from the finished work of Jesus Christ mm -hmm. by saying, I'm not cursed because I tithe. No, we're, we're not under a curse because Christ redeemed us from not being under a curse. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's all about Him. Well, some will argue. Uh, one of the arguments in favor of tithing is, well, Jesus said we should tithe. Well, did he really? I, I don't think so. He was talking to some Pharisees, and I think there's a couple of passages, uh, really the same account, but a couple of passages where Jesus was talking to the Pharisees who were under this Jewish law. And he said in Matthew 23, 23, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you tithe, mint, dill, and cumin, and have neglected the weightier provisions of the law. Uh, justice, mercy, and faithfulness, but these are the things that you should have done without neglecting the others. So even here, Jesus' reference to the tithe 
was referring to food where the Pharisees would tithe down to the flake of a seed or, mm-hmm. or to, the, you know, the, the flake of a, a spice or, you know, the little, littlest little seed of their tithe, referring to food. They would do that and, and then neglect other things more important relating to the law. So mm-hmm. here again, who is he speaking to? What is he saying? But again, even the reference here was was to food. Yeah, it was to food, and it was for the purpose. If you look at all of Matthew 23, and he was also, same thing happened in Luke 11:42. I think two accounts of the same thing. But he was showing these, you know, because a word that he used, a phrase that he used to describe these Pharisees was whitewashed tombs. He was telling them they appear clean from outward appearances, but inside they were really full, quote, full of dead men's bones and uncleanness. From the outward appearance, like bringing the tithes that could be seen by everybody, uh, they looked clean, but they were really neglecting the weightier matters of the law. They were really proving that they were self-righteous hypocrites, and that's what Jesus was pointing out. This wasn't a Christian teaching telling the church that we need to tithe mint and anise and cumin and fulfill the weightier matters of the law. It was a teaching from Jesus showing these people how self-righteous they were. So if we, you know, if we were to take Jesus' words to the Pharisees about tithing in here, just I'm not going to read all of Matthew 23, but just take some time on your own and go and read Matthew 23, go and read Luke 11, and tell me that you think that that stuff ought to be taught in Christian churches. Now, some people would agree that it should be, but really it's, it's harsh teachings to self-righteous hypocrites who were under the law thinking that their outward appearance was what kind of justified them and made them look good to God, when really they only looked good in front of other people, but God knew that they were dead on the inside. Yeah, I mean, if Jesus was telling you and me to tithe under the new covenant in the sense that Israel was doing it, uh, then we've definitely missed the point, the context of his conversation, because as you said, go back and read the entire chapter if that applies to us, then all of the other law talk that Jesus was speaking to the hypocritical Pharisees in those passages would also apply to us, including some things he said about the altar where animal sacrifices would occur. Yeah, there was so much that was said there that it, we just, we, what we like to do in the church today is we like to take a little verse or a sentence or a paragraph and, and try to apply that to us. Again, we will take things that were said to the Jews and we'll try to apply it to Christianity and and it just doesn't work. Well, there's some other things we want to get into. We've only got a couple minutes left here. Abraham and his his tithe. I don't know. We might have to go three weeks on this, cat because I, I know that we're not going to be able to get all this in here. So uh, next week, we'll talk about Abraham and his tithe, because a lot of people will use that, uh, showing that, hey, you know, Abraham tithed, and he's the father of our faith, and and so we should tithe. Uh, so we'll get into that next week, because like I said, we're just not going to have time for it this week. But uh, one other quick one, it was uh, Jacob. Jacob, he promised to God, or, or he, he said to God, in Genesis 28, 22, Jacob said to God, of all that you give me, I will surely give a tenth to you. So this was a voluntary tithe, and it was only one man. It, it's not like Jacob was saying, now everybody who knows God... You need to do this. You need to give a tenth like I'm giving. It's something that Jacob pledged to God. We don't even really know if if he actually fulfilled that pledge (laughs) during the rest of his life. He very well might have. I really don't know. But there's such a stark absence of any other people 
making that kind of a pledge to God in the Bible. So it's hardly something that we can use as, hey, Jacob did that, and so we should. It's great that Jacob decided to do that, but it doesn't mean that we all should do that. Well, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get into some of that next week. And again, the ministry of, of Jesus speaking to the Pharisees was at a time where the, the old covenant was still in effect. Uh, mm-hmm. the, uh, Jesus speaking uh, about things relating to the law. And yes, we'll, we'll cover some of what you were just talking about with Abraham and so forth, because some of that did occur before the law. But there's going to be some interesting things uh, being brought out about that but wouldn't your pastor be surprised if you showed up with all of the food and animals and things with your tithe this this sunday <laughs> and, and by the way uh make sure that uh whoever's receiving the tithes doesn't own any property or have another job on the side some other source of income because that would be a violation of the tithing rules that's right people grab onto that 10% thing and they seem to forsake everything else (laughs) that the tithe uh, was really all about. So, uh, yeah, we'll uh, continue on uh, with this next week. Again, like we said last week, we're not trying to tell anybody that you shouldn't give. We're not putting down generous giving. We are actually lifting up generous giving and saying that's a good thing. We're just saying that tithing isn't something that uh, fits in the church today. And again, more on that next week right here on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.